Welcome to Vols Deep, episode seven is here. Uh, we had the volume turned up. We have Fairview Union song, Big Orange is Back. And Spanky ran outside and he's chasing parked cars, so we called Spur in to replace him. You know, it's good to be here, Luke. I'll, I'll feel Spanky's shoes just fine. Yeah, Spank, he, Spanky's skewed. He just don't want to get beat this week. Yeah, he's not used to, he's not used to getting beat because, I mean, he is an undefeated wrestler. But you know, I'm I'm coming after a, a little belt here in the duel here a little bit later. Oh no 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 no! I ain't losing. <laughs> you're, going, you're going to have to make me a permanent host because I'm taking that belt, not letting I, it go. I am the 35 day champion and about to be 42 days coming up. I'm just proud you can count that high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to uh, we'll have to get another microphone eventually. I'd hate to beat both their asses. Not going to happen, <laughs> Dolph Ziggler. Uh, we got a good show lined up for, for y'all. A uh, big-time week last week for the Tennessee Volunteers in the recruiting world. Landed two big-time commitments and just a great recruiting weekend, you know, that followed that. Uh, we'll, dry, we'll dive into that. We've got some all-SEC preseason predictions to go over. Um, Tennessee baseball season comes to an end last week. Great season, uh, but there's some drama flowing around right now. River. Uh, <laughs> Joe Milton put on a show at the Manning Passing Academy. We have an interview uh, with Tennessee starting offensive guard Javante Spragans. We're going to rank the SEC's top helmets. Uh, Spanky would have loved this, but he's out there headbutting some windshields. Um, we have start bench cut, the duel. We'll be right back. Thank you to our friends, Fairview Union, for the great music. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's the Vol Daddy. I want to give a big shout-out to the Fairview Union Great musicians, local people, Chad's from my hometown. They were gracious enough to let us use their music for our podcast. Make sure you check them out. They're huge Tennessee fans. You won't be disappointed. Let's hear them play. Man, you won't believe that roar When the boys find a checker for the big orange is back. It's a fact. Volunteers, where you at? Get loud, stay proud. Send a message to the crowd. Hey y'all, it's the Vol Daddy. We're doing a huge giveaway for the season opener in Nashville versus Virginia. A pair of tickets, four rows off the field. All you have to do is join up for the Volunteer Club. You should already be a member, but here's your chance to join and win some tickets at the same time. The higher membership you get, the more entries you're going to get to win the tickets. Refer a friend, I'll double your chances to win. We will do the giveaway live on our show. Remember, you have to use my link. Screenshot that QR code or get on my Facebook, my TikTok, my Instagram, whatever. Join today. Go Vols. And we're back. Next, we've got our weekend recap presented by Brandy McKinney at Allstate. We're still working on her graphics, still working on her commercial, but super thankful for her for sponsoring this segment. Um, great week this week if you're Josh Heupel. They land four-star linebacker Jordan Burns. Um, 
four star across the board except for two four seven, but it seems like there's always that that one that has to be a little bit different. Um, but big offers from Auburn, Arkansas, Florida, Michigan, Georgia Tech, the real USC, uh, Vanderbilt, A and M, Oklahoma, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Uh, yeah, this dude's legit. You get offers from little schools, yeah, he's he's legit. Yeah, great commit. I mean, um, our linebacker depth is already super deep this year, but we're very, very young. But um, we we have fourteen linebackers on our roster right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, we're it's crazy, but some of those will be filling in other roles, I'm sure. Oh yeah, yeah. You you never because you know they bring in some of them and they'll end up playing maybe a little running back or whatever you know. So, um, but being four to five deep with four stars at linebacker is what is going to set this team apart. I mean, that's the that's the gap, in my opinion, between, you know, us and, like, Alabama and, and Georgia, you know, is just player depth. Um, they also land offensive lineman Max Anderson, another four-star. Um, he was a clean four-star across the board from Texas. Um, he's a top-ten interior offensive lineman in his class, 6'5", 300-pounder. Michigan State, Miami, Colorado, LSU, Oregon, Penn State, Alabama, Florida, Ohio State, Georgia, Baylor, Michigan, A&M, Ole Miss, Oklahoma. Um, his top four were Tennessee, Michigan, Oklahoma, and Arkansas. Just another massive recruit for Josh Heupel's volunteers. Everybody wants to come to Tennessee at the moment, it seems like. Tennessee's the place to be. Just this, keep it rolling. This dude's elite. Um, literally, like, everybody wanted him. And you can't ever have too many offensive linemen. Bring them on. Um, when you're beat, when you're getting somebody to commit over that caliber of teams, you're doing something right. Yeah, it's critical, you know, to to have depth offensive line. And anytime you're beating out Georgia and Alabama, Ohio State, you know, for recruits, that is huge. It's it's the next step to becoming what Tennessee used to be once again. So we're right there and going to take that next step. We're going to get over the top. You said it was huge. It's a, it's a it's a big step. It's a big step forward in the right direction for the future. Not not quite a brick, but but close to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't want no more bricks. Um, so then we go into um, just a massive recruiting weekend for Tennessee. Um, them two, we picked up them two during the week. On campus, five star wide receiver Mike Matthews, five star edge rusher Elijah, rushing. Um, five-star edge, Jordan Ross, four-star athlete, slash commit, Boo Carter. Um, he kind of tweeted, too, you know, teasing Tennessee mm -hmm. fans that something something else big is about to happen. Um, four-star running back, Peyton Lewis, who's also a Tennessee commit. And I didn't know this till yesterday. He's actually the fastest uh, running back in the class. Um, four-star linebacker, Tylen Singleton, four-star safety, DeMello Jones, four-star offensive tackle. Bennett Warren, four-star offensive lineman. William Satter-White, four-star Amari Jefferson. Also a Tennessee commit, and I kind of heard that, you know, he's a really good baseball player, so mm -hmm. um, maybe Tony V can get hyped to share um, a little bit. but That'd be badass. Yeah. <laughs> Condridge or something like that, you know. Have just, our own Deion Sanders. Yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, Four-star running back, Braylon Russell. Four-star, uh, Tara Terrell Anderson. Four-star defensive back, Marcus Gore Jr. Uh, I'm going to mess this up. Four-star safety. Hit him with it, Corbin. Do you know how to say that? 
Uh, I was going to say Farouk. Idris Farouk. Okay. Well, yeah, you, that's uh, the key. You got to say it super fast, and then nobody knows that you messed up. Address. Ilamaliava. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and four-star defensive lineman, uh, Quintavious Johnson. Four-star offensive lineman, Ronan O'Connell. And four-star offensive lineman, Gage Ginger. What a group. You know, back just a few years ago, we wouldn't see this many four or five stars in an entire season. Here they're here in one weekend, so. Josh Hopwood and Cruz certainly doing something right, and let's hope it just keeps on going. Yeah, you hit that. You hit it right in the head right there. Like what you said four or five years ago, you would never saw this. And people would, uh, people to the people that still doubt us right now, like just keep doubting us because we're gonna prove you damn wrong. Yeah, yeah, and like I mean, exactly what you all said. Just seeing the difference. I mean, so many classes we've had are just like three star heavy. I mean, and it's a, it's amazing what I'm looking at right here. It, it really is. is. And, like, it's fine. You know, like, Hop on his staff obviously are going to develop whatever talent they have, but it's so comforting just to see the elite athletes yeah. wanting to, you know, interested in coming here. We're at the point now where these three-star athletes are going to be overlooked somewhat by Tennessee because we're getting the four- and five-stars. So yeah. It's fantastic. It also helps out to show four- and five-stars, hey, I need maybe I need to go to Tennessee because if they got that much elite talent going, I need to put myself with that elite class right there. Yeah, you, and, you know, as a recruit, if you see these big names committing there, you know, you're kind of like, well, you know. Also what do they got going on over there? Also, also, we're developing NFL talent as well. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's just nice to see all these big-time players. I mean, just all over the place. It's just, you know, we're Tennessee's always in their top three, top five, top mm -hmm. ten. It's just it's awesome. to, And I, I think, like, we're getting there. I think around 2025 is when Tennessee does build that depth to be able to, you know, match a, a Georgia, you know, as far as personnel. I, I believe – I mean, we've talked about that before. I believe it takes time, but it's worth it. The time's now. Yeah. Let's yeah. get it now while we can get it. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move into Tennessee baseball in Omaha. Oh, man. Uh, amazing run. It came to an end last week. Um, won't talk too, too much about it, but – um, tough one to take. Um, wasn't as bad as last year. It certainly was not. I was broken hearted sitting outside the stadium there when Notre Dame, I guess you could say, upset us to go to the World Series. But you know, good run for uh, Tony V in the in the base balls. I I truly believe is Coach Vitello's best season in Rocky Top. You know, he took a team that they lost nine starters last year and took this brand new team all the way to the World Series. Now, yes, we had fantastic pitching and some clutch hitting and. You know, just wasn't enough to get over the top, but uh, uh, baseballs will be right there again next year, I have a feeling. I look at it like this. In college basketball, there's about 400 Division One schools. In college baseball, it's about the same. But there's like maybe 30 less, so it's about 370. We still, when we got eliminated, there's still just us five left. We made it to the final five. That's impressive itself out of that many schools. That's damn impressive. That's something to be proud of. And I'm proud of you boys. I really am. Absolutely. Baseball, baseball's going to be right up there with, with college basketball and college football. It's, it's it's hard to win a national championship. And Tennessee was one of the top six teams right there left. Uh, they had a chance, and we'll have a chance again. Oh, yeah. I mean, in my opinion, they kind of – like, I know expectations were, like, super, super high. But how the season was going, I mean, I think they overachieved, you know, just kind of – like mid, you know, midway point of the season, I was like, yeah. "Man, you know, I don't and know if we we're gonna." Started like five and ten in the SEC, and then turned it around, and next thing you know, we're in the 
I'm like, we got one and done the SEC tournament, and everybody's uh, thinking the sky's falling. They're like, just, just, just give it some time, you know. The, the real tournament starts now, and then, and, you know, we made it through the region, and the Super Region was just awesome. It was just so much fun watching that long, long game against Clemson and, and overcoming the adversity and then making it to the World Series and winning a game. And, you know, we just run into a bus all in LSU and give them credit. They're the national champions for a reason. I'd rather get beat. I've always said if we're going to get beat bomb in the tournament, they better win a championship. <laughs> yeah, I was pulling for LSU too, just because hell with Florida. I almost said go Tigers once, but <laughs> couldn't quite get myself there. Yeah, oh, no, no. At least it wasn't no Florida. Tigers. Uh, yeah, I mean, Tennessee baseball is elite. Um, like you said, we're there. I mean, we're just knocking. We're knocking on the door. We're right there in every sport. Um, but Tony Tony Vitello will be in Omaha again very soon. For um, sure. We got spoiled last year with just how dominant we was. Yeah. And that kind of hurt us, too, because we didn't know what defeat was. This year we went in the tournament knowing what defeat was. But, damn, we we knew how to fight. And, and Vitello's doing it with inadequate facilities. Whenever – Lindsey Nelson finally becomes what we want it to be, and we have the facilities that some of these schools like LSU has for baseball, then we'll see what he can do with, with all the tools. It's, it's going to be awesome. I agree um, 100%. I, I love Tony V, man. I mean, Omaha last two, you know, two out of three seasons. Um, I mean, let's be honest, probably 75% of people watching baseball right now didn't watch it before Tony Vitello. And, uh, ten, you know, Tennessee baseball. And, you know, I'm – I'm a big Braves fan. It's not a secret. I'll spoil a report for right, later. But, <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's crazy. Was college baseball always this popular? Or is it just is it just me that nationwide uh, ratings are up? You know, that, that series, the World Series was awesome to watch on TV. The crowds were tremendous. So uh, you, you make a great point. Like, I've thought about that myself. Like, I've watched base, college baseball my whole life, and I can remember when – you go to, like, Tennessee Vols and you'd be given a ticket to go inside. Or you go to, like, Tennessee Tech and they'd be like, it's a free admission. And you go on TV and watch a game and they'd be like 200 people sitting in the stands. Now it does. It, it's a regular season game before conference play starts and it doesn't matter if it's Tennessee or another team. Them stands are packed. And the TV ratings, like you said, the TV ratings are through the roof. People's loving college baseball. They they are. I remember back when I was in high school, we uh, my high school team went to a UT game. We paid thirty five dollars a ticket to get in. Got over there, and they were giving tickets away, and I just I, I couldn't believe it. We got gypped, but you know it's all one of those things. <laughs> yeah, I think I think like last year's team helped a lot too, as far as rating. You know, like flipping the birds and the bat flips, and I mean it's got to be a little bit entertaining. And, and plus, we're we're getting a lot more college baseball on TV, and I, I love it. That, yeah. That helps a lot, too. I always thought it was weird. Like, it's such a dead point for ESPN throughout the year. Back, like, 10 years ago, I would want to watch college baseball so bad, but I'd have to go, like, to a FS South or Sports yeah. South to watch it, and ESPN would never broadcast it. And nowadays, ESPN's got it on all the time, and I love it. I mean, it helps when ESPN's got 32 channels, but right. we're okay with that. <laughs> uh, Jared Dickey announces that he's done at the University of Tennessee. He'll make his money. Same. Yeah, I wish him the very best. Great player, great teammate, great family. Like I said, uh, his grandma's was my uh, kindergarten teacher, neighbor, friend. So, yeah, go make your money. Uh, 
4.334 batting average. Impressive. Yeah, man, just so consistent at the plate. Um, we're going to miss him. We're going to miss that, that 17 in orange. Just just a hitter, man. He is a hitter. You know, unfortunately, it's it's fact of college sports. You know, you're going to lose some players, and uh, we'll reload to be back next year. Oh, 100%. Um, and then Chase Burns, a lot of rumors about the transfer portal, and then today it was confirmed by Tony Vitello that Chase Burns um, is in the transfer and, portal. And it seems to be like they've known about this for some time. Uh, to, to use Tony Vitello's words, straightforward. Uh, we knew it was coming. So, you know, it's clear Burns wants to be a starter somewhere and, and uh, wish him the best of luck. Uh, he was – Awesome watching him down the stretch, but uh, you know he he got his ass smoked at Florida, and uh, got pulled putting the pin. And clearly he wants to be a starter somewhere. He had a yeah he had a and I mean like last year he was amazing starting, but you know, yeah. so it was. I mean, you know, like you can't I don't know you can't be mad at you know for getting pulled because, in my opinion, like that helped his draft stock. Get, you know, like showing you he can do something else besides start. You know, like yeah. bringing him in the way he did. I don't know if it's money or he was unhappy, but he sure didn't look unhappy, you know, yeah. <laughs> when he was out there. It worries me if he goes to school, like like rumor has it, TCU. Yeah. And he goes there and he starts there and, and he goes, uh, let's just say, 8 and 10 on the season and then has a 4.5 ERA and then his draft stock does go down. If he stays in the bullpen and is a legit closer like he can be, and he could, he could have a real career in the pros. Yeah, I mean, he looked like. I mean, he looked like a top two, three pitcher, you know, in, in the College World Series. So, I'm not happy about it, but that's the name of the game nowadays. Yeah. But, you know, will it make or break Tennessee? Absolutely not. I agree. Um, like July 9th, we got the draft. We'll see who all, you know, who all leaves. Um, anxious. But I mean, it's definitely not going to be as much as, you know, last year or anything right. like that. So, like you all have already said, Tony V, you know, he's going to reload. He's an amazing recruiter, probably the best recruiter in the country. Um, we'll see a lot of new faces next year. He's fun to play for, man. It's got to be fun. I mean, just watching him. I mean, I'd go, like, try to run through a brick wall for him. Absolutely. You know, um, I would, I'd do anything for him. Every time they put the cam on him on TV, y'all, every time when something bad happens, all you see is, fuck, <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? He's a, he's a player's coach, man. I, I love it. I, I, that's what I like. Um, Joe Milton showing off that arm. The Peyton passing, passing Academy. Man. Stole the show again. Went viral again. Um, no surprise. That he's really uh, he's really adding a, a little bit of pressure to expectations for himself. Is anybody else paying attention to what we're paying attention to? Because, <laughs> my goodness, he threw that ball nearly 80 yards Peyton easily. Lo- Peyton looked like a little kid. He was so excited for Joe. Yeah. Like, you know, like Peyton, it's, Hall of Fame quarterback, arguably the best quarterback of all time, and he's like all giddy because of Joe Milton. <laughs> it's still like we had the best kept secret. You know, it's, it's chill bumps. Yeah. I got chill bumps. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. we've all seen the video now of, of him dropping back to about the, the twenty-four yard line and throwing it to the back of the end zone. Yeah, I would say he's got eighty-five uh, yards. Might in. Might have been slightly turned on. Um, Pey- Peyton said he texts Joe like they just. They just text and have conversations. and um, Good friend to have. Oh, yeah, says he pulls hard for him. Um, and he also says he's going to have a great year this year. So, 
He's talking about how he just flicks a football 40 yards like it's nothing. Um, he was talking about him and his son, Peyton's son, Marshall, um, having a little bit of a connection and and uh, playing stuff together. So, One thing that's not mentioned enough is, is Joe Milton's character. It's it's clear that he's got a level head, you know. Yeah. I, I, I don't foresee any off-field issues with Joe Milton. He's – you know, he proved that last year sitting beside Hidden Hooker and, and knew his role and, and played it very well. So I look forward to this season to just give him the, the reins. Let's see what happens. And I, I do. And I said it before this in the past couple episodes, about maybe the first episode, Joe improves year by year. It's a proven fact. Year by year, you can see the improvement with him. And it's not just little improvement. It's a lot of improvement. Yeah, the um – if it wasn't for, like, let's say Hooker didn't get hurt and, like, we didn't see him in the Orange Bowl, I bet. I wonder how, like, the optimism would change. No, we did <laughs> like, see him in the, the Orange, Orange Bowl. The Orange Bowl helped a lot. <laughs> Certainly yeah. did. Yeah, um, but obviously awesome to have Peyton just come into games and practices and being in the facilities and all that cool stuff. We mentioned it last time, too. Parker McKinney, a uh, local kid from Cofield, quarterback, holds like every every passing record, you know, at, at Eastern Kentucky. Um, he was there, too, so just want to give a shout-out to him. Uh, his dad, Ted, sponsors um, a segment from D&M Fence Company. We'll have to get up there and watch him play at least one game this year. Yeah, for sure. We'll have to get up there. We're going to have a little single-leg kid from – from Morgan County Cofield to uh, get a look at the NFL, I, I have a feeling. Does EKU have, like, overalls, you think? We could throw on and go like, for and show Like red and white game? overalls? Because yeah. I think they'll wear maroon. I, I don't know if I can wear maroon. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure we get some made up somewhere. I I may know somebody make us some up. <laughs> We'll have to just we'll have to change. Just, let's get some Cofield overalls and do Cofield. it that way. We'll just make them out of blood, that Tennessee blood. That'll work. <laughs> we want to thank our sponsor, Brandy McKinney from Allstate, for sponsoring this segment. Um, we'll be right back with our first main talking point. Are you looking for a place to tailgate this season? Look no further than the Volunteer Club. Free food, free drinks, free games, and an open bar. Yes, I said open bar. Also, you're going to get things like watch parties, shirts, decals, koozies, exclusive video content, special events, meet and greets, etc. You absolutely cannot beat the Volunteer Club for as little as $5 you can join today. Click on my QR code, screenshot my QR code, or message me for a direct link and come tailgate with the best of the best. Go Vols! All right, and we're back with our first main talking point of the day presented by Big Orange Concrete Pumping. Um, Athlon Sports released their preseason All-SEC players for the Tennessee Volunteers. Athlon, they've done a really good job last year, too. Um, I think they was like the the only one to predict Tennessee going 10-2. and two. So that was pretty – Got it right. Yeah, they got it right. Um, okay, so we'll start with Tyler Barron, defensive end. Defense passes well. He's a great edge rusher, you know. Had a big junior year coming back again this season. So, look forward to big things. You know, he uh, he played in 35 games at eight starts. He's got 69 career tackles with a 16 and a half tackles for loss and seven and a half sacks. So, we're going to need him on the edge this season coming up, you know, to, re- to replace what we lost and uh, look for big things. Yeah, I, I like I like this pick. Um, a lot of potential with Barron. He was a little bit banged up and stuff, but. He's made a lot of big plays, you know, for Tennessee and kind of clutch moments. 
Um, he can definitely earn all SEC honors if, if he puts it all together. Next, they've got Aaron Beasley, linebacker on the list. Later in our tackles last year. Yep. 64. Also played a safety and running back in high school. Yeah, he also had nine tackles for loss and nine quarterback hurries and probably had a chance to go pro and he had he went out last year, but uh, decided to come back for one more season. We're glad to have him. I didn't, I didn't know he played running back, though, until I looked it up. <laughs> but it seems like, I don't know, it seems like a lot of linebackers, either, you know, vice versa. But um, he 100% deserves this. I mean, absolutely does. In my opinion, he's, I mean, I'm not that old, but he's the most improved Tennessee linebacker I've ever seen. Um, I'll be honest, I was very, very critical of him, Josh Heupel's first year. Um, As we all were. Yeah, he was he was rough. Um, the absolute animal in the Orange Bowl. Um, I think Aaron Beasley, top three linebacker in the SEC. Without a doubt. Next, they've got Brew McCoy, wide receiver. Breakout season for Brew yep. McCoy. You know, he, he, he's, he's waited his turn, you know, transfer from USC and, and come here and, and – uh, you know, he had 667 yards last year and four touchdowns, but he had to do it behind behind two all-world wide receivers. So this year, it's Bruce's season. He's he's the number one wide receiver without a doubt, and he's going to shine. Yeah, I love this. Um, Bruce was he was clutch last year, and he was he was banged up first year in the system. He's going to be you know that year two is always like the biggest jump it seems like. So can't wait till about game two when. People start asking on Facebook, why are they booing him? Yeah. <laughs> they're not booing, they're brewing. <laughs> we'll get a lot of brews this season. He's dropping weight, too, they said. He's dropped like 15 pounds to be faster. So, he's a huge wide receiver. Absolutely. He's a monster. Um, next, I've got D. Williams, uh, defensive back. But I believe, if I was guessing, this is more than likely for his, his kick return abilities. Um, I think he's going to take a couple to the checkerboards this year. Oh, he gets a rolling, and he's definitely going to do the good things for Tonin. I'll say this. I think he's going to become such a dangerous threat whenever we know he's back there to atone. We're going to get excited. Everybody's going to be like, if he gets that open gap, he yeah. gets that run, he may be able to go to the house, and everybody's going to just be on their feet for him. And it, that 73-yard punt return he had against Vanderbilt was just, man, he was so he quick. Faked the, he faked yes. the injury, too, and everybody in the stadium was like, oh, man. <laughs> well, I don't even know what, what move that's called, but don't do it no more. Uh, just kidding. Uh, Squirrel White, wide receiver. If Squirrel White was four inches taller, <laughs> we'd be talking about him as an NFL prospect immediately. But, but – uh, He's a deep threat, there's no doubt. There's no way going to catch him once he gets behind you. So uh, He's explosive. Throw him the ball. Yeah, anyone in the slot, I've said it a bunch, but any anyone in the slot position in, in Josh Hopper's offense will be huge. Um, I think, uh, you know, going back to Boo McCoy, both of them going to be doing big things with Milton yeah. back there. I, I 100% agree. And, I mean, and, Squirrel had nine catches for 108 yards against Clemson. True fresh. Yeah, he lit it up. I mean, like, he was playing Hyatt's position. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like, it, it don't matter who, like, 
you could put Spanky in a slot, and he's making some damn plays. And so yeah. we haven't talked about much, but but just the hands of our receivers this past season was incredible. We we didn't have any drop passes. No. And that's something we couldn't say for years past. <laughs> so the ball's in his hands. He's going to catch it. I got great – I mean, I'm, I got great confidence in this duo right here. I do – yeah, I do too. Just, I mean – I mean, we've seen it just, a, you know, multiple times last year. Just, just Joe just launching it and just go get it, squirrel. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he's, he's already developed a chemistry with Joe Milton. So yeah. Put them two together, and we're going to be just fine. And then next, Jalen Wright, running back. 875 yards, 10 touchdowns last year. Oh, he's definitely, I mean, definitely 100% good enough to be all SEC. Already has two career 100-yard games and uh, – just complements our passing game with the explosive run game. Yeah, it's kind of a um, – I mean, I'm not complaining, but it is kind of a slap in the – in my opinion, kind of a slap in the face to Jabari Small and Dylan Sampson a little bit. Well, um, I'll tell you what I think. We, we, we got some, uh, we got a question coming up in a minute. We're going to mention him, I think. I keep feeding the competition, though, you know, in that running back room. Yeah. I mean, I, I like it. You know, some, someone has to be the number one running back. Yeah. Do you, I think it might be hard for anybody, like any Tennessee running back, to get – this award though, just because there's so so many of them and mm -hmm. such a rotation. I mean, it's going to be hard to get a thousand yeah. yards just because of the rotation. That's a good problem to have if you're Tennessee. Oh, hundred, yeah, hundred percent. I, I, I truly believe Tennessee would rather have twelve wins and than a running back on the All SEC team. A hundred percent agree. Uh, next, we've got Cooper Mays, the center. No, he's the backbone of that offensive line. The center, the center is the key, and uh, Cooper Mays has proven already that you know he's he's going to be all ACC and hopefully the injury bug doesn't doesn't strike us this season and Cooper can play a full season if he does so he's going to make some money next year I agree um I, I like it I mean I, I doubted him quite a bit he's just because of how undersized and stuff he is but, but he does a great he, job no mistakes I mean he oh and you know obviously the quarterback is kind of the general or whatever but there's I mean the centers and <laughs> center touches the ball first you he's know he's got the good genetics his his Family background in football, so uh, uses his hands well. And <laughs> uh, we'll just we'll go to which players uh, who aren't on the list you predict will be on the list. It should be right under. I don't know someday. So it, does it send you all like the highlights when I email it or no? It does, but it don't print it off. Really? That's yeah. weird. It done the same thing with me. Remember I told you I said. Oh yeah. That I wonder why. I don't know. I, well, remember, I put them on my road pad, and then I printed them off my road pad. You just highlighted them? Already? I highlighted myself on my road pad, and they still printed off just like this. <laughs> and that was coming from my road pad, and just like a copy from the email and put it on my road pad and highlighted what I need to highlight. And then That's stupid. All right, I'm, I'm ready. Okay. All right, so which players um, who aren't on this, on this list do you predict will be all SEC by the end of – 2023. Let's go with like five. Javante Spragans. Okay. I mean, how can you not start with Joe Milton? Milton wasn't on the list, was he? He's not. What? Joe? Wasn't on I just the list. I just realized that. I mean, we talked about him in every <laughs> yeah. category, though. But yeah, he uh, really was. He really was not on that list. I've got that is freaking crazy. Crazy. I've got Javantes as well. I've got Joe as well. Um, who's some other ones y'all got? I like Deontay Thornton, our new uh, wide receiver transfer in. You know, I've got Dante too. Um, he's he's 
They said, I mean, he's he's just as fast as as height, probably maybe a little faster. He's like five inches taller. You know, mm-hmm. he's a. We we mentioned him just a few minutes ago, but if if something happens with Jalen Wright, we got Javari Small right behind him. So you took you took my next one. We got that one two punch at running back. I've got um, I've got Ramel Keaton on here. I think Ramel Keaton. Can, nah, that's a good one. That's four four wide receivers that we can put on the All ACC um, list. Yeah, I mean it's awesome problem to have. And my fifth one is Nico. No, wow. re- the only reason I put Nico is if it's not Joe, um, give Nico the ball, baby. And I think whoever is Josh Apple's quarterback is going to be putting up some massive numbers. Well, no, by Florida. Yeah. yeah. So, but I got full confidence in Joe right now. I do Joe too. or Nico will be all SEC. I can't argue that any. You know, you, you, I know you only won five, but I added a couple more names. Oh, uh, you know, uh, if he, if you know, legal issues don't don't rear their ugly head, Jalen McCullough should have a breakout year this year. I uh, agree with that. Uh, I, I look for big things from him. And the transfer from BYU, I think it's Philly Keegan at linebacker. Oh, Peely. Yeah, Peely. Peely yeah. Yeah, Keenan, Keenan, Keenan Pilly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he. I think we he, talked about him a few weeks ago. Yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be elite. I think. Um, I think he was like their leading tackler for a couple of years. He like was two or three time team captain. We're certainly glad to have some depth there on our defensive line. Yeah, we needed yeah. the the depth. Yeah, we needed the uh, experience too, just because we're mm-hmm. so young. Um, so if you could change one of four of these games this year, which one would it be and why? The, We're all going to pick the same one. You know the, this, don't you? <laughs> the, maybe. The Tennessee versus Georgia football game, the Tennessee versus South Carolina football game, the Sweet 16 ba- basketball game versus Florida Atlantic, or the College World Series versus LSU. I think we all got the same one here. But We're I, all going to have the same one. There's only one that stings really bad. I think I'm different than you all. Really? Let's you let's go so, first. Dan. He's, well, I got an anonymous. Uh, I'm, I'm on the same mindset, but for me, uh, whether you beat whether you beat Georgia or whether you beat USC Junior, you're going to the playoffs. Like either one you beat, you're going. So for me, I would I would rather beat Georgia at their place. We just hit the number one ranking. Beating them in Athens would have been massive. Um, so, it, like, I, I get the South Carolina or Georgia, but I think, I mean, we just got to win one of them to make it to the playoffs. So, give me Georgia over South Carolina. You know, I, I, I took South Carolina get, uh, loss. You know, if we beat if we had beaten Georgia, then we had to go to the SEC championship game against LSU. And, you know, let's just say that, the LSU goes all world on us and beats us, then then we wouldn't be in the playoffs. I th- feel like if we'd beat South Carolina, we were for certain in the playoffs and, and TCU would not have been. And who knows what would have happened at that point because you get down to four teams, any of those right. four teams could win a national championship. And golly, what what could have been? Oh, yeah. Right jo- there. Josh Hopple, year two to the college football playoffs would have been insane. I would have spent a lot more money because it would have been a long trip to Arizona or California. It should have happened. I was prepared. I got South Carolina. I mean, I, 
I've, you know, I've thought about this game <laughs> yeah. about every damn day, and I'm not even when I I'm not even kidding when I say that because it's amazing to think like if we had to just beat South Carolina, who USC Upstate, South Carolina Upstate, better than their damn ass at halftime. Just what we could have been, like SC Championship college football playoff and that whole day in general that was a crazy day in college football. i remember being down there at the game just tailgating and just being around the tv for most of the day tailgating just because there was so many upsets going on everybody was losing and i was like holy shit yeah, all these te- the top fives they was really struck you know every game was close or or something and South Carolina was the best team in the country for two weeks. Just so had be we played them one of those two weeks. I've actually it really went, was. I've actually went back yeah. and watched that game twice too. And man, like you know, like the fifty fifty balls. I mean, they they caught like nine out of ten of them. You know, the, just the just the balls that I mean, Rattler he was on man. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I don't think there's a bad choice either one, Georgia or South Carolina. But God, I just want to beat yeah, Georgia. We, so of course, bad. of course we. We always talk about football more than anything else in this yeah. show because, you know, it's, it's who we are. But let's just talk about that Sweet 16 game against FAU because, man, we were we were so close to having an Elite Eight. It's always and, a yeah. team. Like, if we would have got, like, UConn, I mean, they won it, right? That year. Yeah. So, give us the best team we had to beat them. Like, you know, we'll beat Texas or North Destroy Carolina. Destroy Gonzaga. Or, or, yeah, Gonzaga. Yeah. But you give us FAU Duke. or Roan State, then <laughs> here comes State. the upset, you know. Yeah. Like, um, but, but let's be honest, FAU went on a crazy run. They too, did. They was hot, but Tennessee just gets that bad luck, man. Yeah. They just, oh. I, I I give them props, so <laughs> I give FAU props. I mean, I made a bet about ten years ago that a mid-major team would win the college basketball national championship within the next ten years, and I was wrong this year. But I've had a lot of years where I've come close with Butler, Gonzaga, Florida Atlantic going to the Final Four. Like, who would ever thought Florida Atlantic would go to the Final oh, Four? National Championship game. I went, oh, they won the championship yes, game. Yes, they did. Yeah, it's, uh, man, it's just, that's just the Tennessee, the Tennessee way sometimes. Uh, Something they'll always be able to say, Florida Atlantic played for the national championship. Uh, let, let us know in the comments what you think. We'll be right back after a word from our great sponsors. Thank you, Taylor Jones with Big Orange Concrete Pumping. Big Orange Concrete Pumping. They can accommodate any residential or commercial concrete project that you may have in mind. They have one of the biggest lime pumps in the state. They take a lot of pride in their work, and they're waiting on your phone call today. Their number is 865-371-3367. Whether you're pumping noise and kneeling or pumping concrete, make sure you roll with the Big Orange. That's Big Orange Concrete Pumping, 865-371-3367. All right, and we are back. Next, we've got Start Bench Cut, presented by Maxed Out Jim. I need to hit Maxed Out Jim. We need to get with Ryan. Like, yeah. We need we need to do a live show and it, you think you think Ryan would do a transformation with my body? You know, I guarantee you. Go from you. this to this. He needs to put me and Spo through the damn wing, winger over here. Like I've got the, I'll stand up and not even a dad, and I got a dad bod going on. I'll tell you that. You would, uh, yeah, that'd be some good transition. We need to get Spank fired up. 
Spank? Yeah. Oh, we'll I'm, see, I'll we'll see how much Spank lose we can gain yeah. at the same time. It'd be fun. Spank can be our poster boy for this. Um, so let's go question number one. Who will be the best wide receiver in the, in the NFL this season? Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, or Tyreek Hill? Let's start Justin Jefferson. He okay. was right there as, as a top last year. He's with the Vikings. Uh, I think he's going to be the best, best wide receiver in the NFL this season. Uh, going to bench Devontae Adams. Uh, you know, he's got Guapolo there at, at Las Vegas. We'll see We'll see what can happen. And uh, Cut Tyreek Hill. I think Tyreek Hill's one hell of a wide receiver, but I think he's got a little bit of trouble going on right now and a little bit of off-field distractions, so he will be my cut. <laughs> Shit, boy. <laughs> this should... <laughs> Just hitting the duel. I'm taking we that belt put, later. We should put this in the duel. <laughs> uh, start Tyreek Hill. I mean, hell forward. Look he's going to play. He'll play. Trust me. He'll play. He will play. I don't care what's going on outside, but he will play. And he's got, he's got the best damn quarterback in the NFL. Now, bench Devontae Adams. Because, I mean, Coke Cousins – He's in a contract year, and Minnesota is always one of those up-and-down teams. You don't know what the hell they're going to do. And then uh, cut Justin Jefferson. Good, because we're in our fantasy league together. I'm taking Justin Jefferson to my second-round pick. Freaking – I about called him Oakland. Freaking Las Vegas Raiders. Trash. Yeah, I hate the Raiders. <laughs> Trash. They try so hard. Ex wife reference. Try so hard. I'm going to start Devontae Adams. Uh, I, I like him, man. Um, obviously, quarterback's going to matter, you know, how that play is. But um, I'm going to bench Tyreek Hill. Uh, oh, wow. The speed's insane. I'm going to cut your boy, Justin Jefferson. Good. I mean, if I can get Justin Jefferson in the second round of our fantasy league. I had him last year. I had him too. We're going to have to get a good fantasy going. Oh, we get that fantasy going. I'm beating everybody's ass. Let's do a Vols Deep fantasy. Vols Deep Vols fantasy. Deep fantasy. And we can, like, let whoever, well. Let whoever wins come yeah. on the show. Yeah, if it's not cool. one of the three of us. Yeah, we're going to let some, like, uh, people view it in here. It's clearly not going to yeah. be Spank, so he wouldn't show up anyway. Yeah, he, he, he's still out there. Just, he's fired up. Fairview Union's got him rock hard. He, he's, on, he's on lap number two around the damn <laughs> building right now. I had taken some water a second ago. Who wins the 2023 World Series? The Atlanta Braves, Los Angeles Dodgers, Houston Astros. Same time. Start the Braves. Start the Braves. Bench the Astros. Yep. Cut those damn Dodgers. Yep. They're in third place in their own division. The Braves, the Braves have the second best record in MLB right now. To Tampa Bay. I've got, right. the, I've got the exact same order. I'm starting Atlanta. I'm benching the Astros. They're they're really good come you know crunch time. Astros. They're also are. in third place in their division right now. And uh, I'm cutting the I'm cutting the Dodgers. Uh, the Braves are red hot. They're 18 and four in June. Uh, I was in Cincinnati this past weekend for the series, and uh, I think you talk about a fun series to watch in person. Uh, Reds were hot. They'd won 11 in a row coming into the series. Uh, they take game one in dramatic fashion, 11 to 10, but then Atlanta comes back the next two nights, and uh, all three games decided by one run, but. The Braves, the Braves have six starting pitchers. Nobody else could say that right now. The Braves just they're, they're phenomenal freaking team. Look at their look at their lineup. Their top nine, all nine could be all stars. 
I will I will say this. Somebody out there on TV fix somebody put Fox Sport I mean Bally Sports South back on television. Oh, I have please. to I have to subscribe to two different TV subscriptions, YouTube TV, and then me and a buddy goes in half on Fubo TV <laughs> just because there's two people that carry the Braves, Fubo and Direct. And it's annoying. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's crazy. I can't watch the Braves when I want to watch them. Coming to Corbin's house to watch the Braves with my belt. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Which Tennessee men's basketball coach is the best? Ray Mears, Bruce Pearl. Or Rick Barnes. Well, he stuck it to us on this one. That's a tough one. It's a tough one. Yeah. I actually thought about this one for a I, hot I, minute. I was, I, was, I, was, I was googling. I was googling like crazy, just stats and stuff. All time, you, you can't deny Ray Mears, but I'm gonna Ooh. start Bruce Pearl. Oh wow! Right. Start Bruce Pearl, and I guess it's it's my generation. You know, Bruce Pearl changed Tennessee basketball. We went from being nothing to something. I'm going to bench Ray Mears and cut good old regular season Rick Barnes. I got to start Bruce Pearl just because. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I'm out. I, I ain't mad. I, I mean, Bruce was phenomenal, and he's still phenomenal today at Auburn. And if he was still with us. Just think of what he could have done the whole time, you know, the years he's not been here. Bench Rick Barnes. I love Rick Barnes. We all love Rick Barnes. How can you not? Ray Mears. I'm going to cut him just because I don't – I didn't go up watching him. It's that kind of factor for me. Uh, I'm starting Ray Mears. Just twenty set or two hundred seventy eight and one hundred twelve all time, like fifteen, sixteen years I think of coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just like I don't know, just uh, just history I guess. Um, and I'm gonna bench Bruce Pearl. He brought Tennessee basketball back, and for me as a kid and stuff, um, I mean I, I was super into it, um, painting up in the student section, all that stuff. Um, and I love Rick Barnes, but to me these and they're kind they're pretty even. I feel mm-hmm. like, but just the fact that that Bruce Pearl brought it back is why I'm gonna have to cut Rick Barnes. Um, Barnes is a better person, um, well, no doubt. <laughs> better better morals and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, just just I give uh, Pearl the edge for bringing it back. I, I almost put Bruce and Rick like dead even with yeah, with each other. I mean. Head to head, honestly, from the recruits and what they do year by year, it's dead even. Yeah, um, uh, start bitch cut Nike, Adidas, or Under Armour. It hit me in the heart again. <laughs> Corman, you want to go first on this one? Well, yeah, you got to start Nike. They got the best looking shit they owe. Don't matter. I'll tell you one thing Adidas, you're damn cut. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I used to I used to love Adidas in high you, school. Y'all do I, just because everybody else wore. I was just like, you know what, I'm gonna be different. And I'd always wear Adidas stuff. And what is on every single U2 uniform right now? I know Nike. So you're starting Nike. You bench Under Armour. You cut Adidas. Just cut them all together. And I feel yeah. like if I wear Under Armour though, I feel like I'm like a 
big old fancy posts and walking around, you know. They Under Armour's hit or miss for me. Like some of their shoes are like awful, and then some of them are awesome. Yeah, oh, uh, I was talking about like jackets and oh yeah, sweatshirts. I've got, I've got some Under Armour polos, and yeah, I, I mean, like them a lot. And this. Does Adidas even make shoes anymore? I mean, they do. But <laughs> they do. I'll, I'll buy. I'll buy Adidas shoes just like we eat grass in or something like that. <laughs> yeah, same order. I'm starting Nike uh, and benching Under Armour, and I'm, I'm cutting Adidas. But I, you know what makes me mad? About I, I was on the Adidas train until they started doing the jerseys like that, the stretchy like. Uh. That's like that's like a three X jersey or something. It's like man, you just like it looks cool for receivers, but I mean they're, they ain't doing them linemen no favors. I really wish Nike would make golf balls again. It's getting harder and harder to find them. <laughs> Nike don't make golf balls. They anymore. do not, and they're my favorite. I didn't. I did not know that. I'm not like a big golf person. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll go putt putt golfing and chug a beer you with you. I've never been beat at putt putt ever. Just letting y'all know. Uh, yeah. I'll beat you at that. Oh, you know, there's there's a brand new putt putt place coming to Oak Ridge. We'll have to go. Is there? We'll have to go. Maybe do a live show there. You know, they want some publicity. Yeah, we'll have to get, get, get on the Vols we'll Deep get, podcast there. Yeah, we'll have to go get a sponsor. Uh, oh, Top Golf. You ever been there? I've been there once. Top oh, Golf is awful. That's fun, though. It's fun, but I'm awful. I, I think I try to hit it too hard. Golfing's like a drinking game, though, ain't it? Don't you like drink as many beers you can and hit some golf balls? Like, yeah, it's uh, I'm too, too serious to drink. I got a hold of a few of them, but I was slicing them. <laughs> speak, speak, speaking of drinking, ladies and gentlemen, me and Luke went to NASCAR this past weekend, and I put down how many beers I drank in one day, Luke? A lot. How many? What was the number? I, a lot. I didn't. I wasn't counting, but it, it was, was 30. Lot. Remember? It was 30. I believe you. 30 beers. You talk about me waking up. I woke up the next morning still drunk. <laughs> Yeah, I went and and used. I was nowhere near as bad as he was. But <laughs> no, Luke, Luke, Luke was good in shape. He had like, he just like steadily drunk throughout the day. And I was like, I'm at a NASCAR race. I got to drink a beer every five minutes. <laughs> I went in there to use the bathroom, and all I heard was, and I was like, this. I mean, it felt like it went on for five minutes. I didn't know it was him, but I was like, holy shit. I was I was in Cincinnati for the baseball games. How was the I crowd still kept in Nashville? Drinking, it wasn't bad at all. It was. I think. I think it was more crowded for the truck race than it was the Xfinity. Saturday race. Well, hell, it was so hot Saturday, ninety two. Yeah, it yeah. sold out on Sunday, but yeah, it was hot. It was hot Saturday. Um. So th- this this one come y'all are probably thinking this is a weird question, but this one actually come from uh, Crackle a, a watcher on on YouTube. They was pretty upset about our um, French toast pancake or waffle. They said that's awful for you. Bad food. So we need to be talking about eggs. So I was like, all right, we got you. So what is the best way to cook an egg? Over easy, scrambled, or an omelet? I feel like you bought this up because of me ordering Cracker Barrel the other day. No. I'm sitting there Saturday morning, and she asked me what do I want, and I'm like, I need two fried eggs and some bacon. Cause I was. I'm pretty sure your answer. And a bloody and a bloody yeah, Mary. I'm pretty sure and a bloody Mary. Was, Bring me a bloody Mary. <laughs> Bring me a bloody Mary. Only Corbin goes to Cracker Barrel to get a bloody Mary in the morning. Well, she looked at me for like what 10, 10 15 seconds. Like, well, what kind of egg do you want? I was like, scrambled. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, and you looked at me and you was like, he wants like a over easy, and I was like, <laughs> whatever he said. Buy me a bloody Mary though. <laughs> 
I, I used to do that too. I'd be like, I don't know, just make the yolk come out of it. <laughs> I'm starting to scramble egg with cheese. Oh, okay. I'm bitching the omelet because you can put cheese in the omelet or whatever else you want, and I cut the over easy. Corbin? Well, you got to start scrambled egg on a sandwich, light bread, salt and pepper with cheese. What kind of vegetables? I know you're throwing vegetables on there. And a tomato. Tomato. I know there's had to be something. There's always got to be a tomato on there. Um, tomato. I love all eggs. There's two. Post some the wrong answer. And if you go to Sonic, you throw some jalapenos on there, some bacon. <laughs> you throw it all on there. Just make it a BLT. We can, we can get to a big, long conversation about this. About the eggs. Have you, ever, have you ever watched Gordon Ramsay scramble uh, an egg? I'm not. Does it in a I pot? Have. And they're like, what the, what the hell is he doing? Just putting a damn skillet and fry it and scramble it up. You're good. He he gets he gets into his food. I'm just he telling is. you. He's wild. What are you benching? Uh, scrambled. Uh, not scrambled. Uh, over easy. You're cutting the omelet. You can put all kinds of vegetables in that damn omelet. You know how many omelets I've had in my life? I don't know. Like a handful. That's a lot. <laughs> I'm starting the omelet just because you can put anything in that. You put any kind of meat. I don't. I ain't a big veggie guy. It ain't got no light bread with salt and pepper on it though. You can put an omelet on a sandwich. You can put an omelet on a sandwich. That's yeah, too much. Is. That's too much damn work. It'd probably be easier, honestly. It really it's all is. Stuck together. Anyway, and then I am benching over easy because there's nothing like just. Popping that yolk out and putting on a biscuit or something. And then I'm going to cut scrambled. I love all eggs. Give me damn deviled eggs, boiled eggs, sunny side. What the hell is wrong with you? This is the longest conversation Wait, about eggs on a sports show ever. Give me raw eggs. Just give me the egg whites in the damn little container. Give me all the eggs. I love them. <laughs> that went way longer than I thought it was going to. Dang gum. Uh, all right, that was our start bench cut segment presented by Max Out Jim. Thank you to Ryan Carson for sponsoring that segment. We'll be back with our second main talking point of the day. Maxed Out Gym is hands down the best gym in East Tennessee. Located in Oak Ridge, locally owned and operated by Ryan Carson. Listen, this gym is not your normal big chain gym. 24-7 access, child care, nutrition plans, private training rooms, and their personal trainers are truly first class we're not talking about John Doe across the street who spent a few hours taking an online course and then printed his certificate. They offer the best classes in the area and even host big time powerlifting competitions. For my power lifters, you have to experience the back room. There's no words to describe it, you just have to experience it. That's Maxed Out Gym. If you're having second thoughts about changing gyms, canceling that membership, going through the hassle, I know you've seen the picture of me and Coach Hopple together when I got to show him his face on my leg. Have you seen the thunder thighs on the vol, Daddy? You don't get thighs like that by not going to Maxed Out Gym. It's time to throw away the Gold membership, throw away the Planet Fitness membership, throw away the National Fitness membership, and it's time to join Maxed Out Gym. Check them out on Facebook right now got our second main talking point of the day presented by trident hydro clean this segment um we're gonna rank the sec's helmets from from last to first 
no alternates, just the original, the traditional helmets. Um, number 14, who you got, Spur? Alabama. Whoa. It's just a, <laughs> just a plain crimson helmet with a number on it. Give it to him, Spur. I love it. Vanderbilt. Oh. They got the stupid anchor in the back. Like, what in the hell are you doing? You're in the middle of Tennessee. You're the Commodores. I don't even know what a damn Commodore is anyway, but it don't matter. You you got that stupid anchor in the back, and it drives me insane. Anchor down, anchor down. Yeah, you bought that out one time. You got a penalty at the beginning of every damn drive because of it. Well, what was it, drive? It was like first down. Like, they had to start second second down. Like, it was so stupid. They made a wall in the middle of the game. Like, Vanderbilt's got to start second down because they're not allowed to wear this damn logo on the helmet because they knew it was just that damn stupid. At least they have something on their helmet. Alabama has nothing. Thing. The 14, I've got Arkansas. Uh, Damn, just, we're all over the place. I'll just tell you right now. Wild, it's going to be wild, I think. Yeah. Uh, You're not going to agree on any of this. damn pig on a helmet. I, I, like, <laughs> I like Arkansas, but I pull for them like 75% of the time in, in the West, but I just hate their helmets. Um, 13, who you got? Texas A&M. Okay. It's the same color as Alabama. They stole our power to you put an A&M beside it. I got South Carolina. They got that stupid, what is it, a Gamecock? <laughs> Lord have most. They are a co- bunch of cocky motherfuckers. So <laughs> You can put a bleep in there for me saying you, that. I don't care. It's just those. I do not like it. I like it because uh, I can't wait to post them bloopers. Uh, 13, I've got. Missouri. Uh, I like the black and gold, but not Missouri's. A uh, little tiger on the side of it. Um, a little more effort, I think. We got Mississippi State. It's just kind of, kind of playing the middle of a big M. No, at thir- uh, yeah, at twelve. Okay. Yeah, at twelve. I got Mississippi State. Uh, just a big M with Miss State on it. Not even completely spelled out. Miss <laughs> St. Like you miss something. You got it twelve. I got uh, LSU. I like the. Oh, that's gonna. They'll be mad over that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they're, if they're watching. Of course, talking about his heart a little bit. I I like uh I like the colors. It's just that I don't like the little tiger. I like the little bitty tiger. You it can is, barely it see. It is little. I, it I, is, yeah, on the traditional ones. And then the uh, LSU letters just look like when you sit down and you look at it really hard, it just looks like something just thrown together. I've got Kentucky at number twelve. Um, I think, I, I, I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind the blue and white. They need to go back to that old school wildcat, like hugging the UK. Mm-hmm. That would be that would be slick. But I hated that logo. Really, I hate that logo so much. I don't know why. It reminds me of like a cheetah, what jaguar or something. I can't stand Kentucky. Wampus cat. I don't know. Yeah, they're calling their K the Power K. They, they want to be us so they bad. Do. The checkerboards, yeah. It's, all right, number 11, who you got? Kentucky, Kentucky. who we were just talking about. Wow, that's the closest we've been so far. Yeah, yeah. And, and just like you, though, I do like like the old school wildcat that's, that's clawing the UK, uh, depending on the wallet where I work at. Uh, we got all the SEC schools playing around my gymnasium. And oh, okay. the Kentucky logo looks really cool, but uh, not on their helmet because it's just got a U and a K. <laughs> Got Ole Miss. Ole Miss at 12. I don't like it. I don't care if it's powder blue, white blue, regular blue, red. No, it don't matter to me. I don't like any of them. It's just Ole Miss. Standard. Cosive. Don't like it. 
So number eleven, I've got Georgia. Um, nothing special, just uh, the same G that everybody else uses. The Packers, hell, University of Grambling uses the exact same G. Old Grambling State so, University. Yeah, yeah. Give me the the pups at, at eleven. All right, number ten. The pups. <laughs> <laughs> I, I took Auburn at number ten. Uh, it's just kind of middle of the road. AU, and you know, it's the periodic symbol for gold, but. It's just kind of a plain helmet for me. I got Florida. Florida? <laughs> Whether it's the uh, Gator or it's that stupid case of right in Florida on the side of the damn helmet, I just do not like it. It looks like it's just like taped on there half the time. Like if you look at their helmets in the plan on TV, it looks like they just slapped a damn sticker on the side of the damn helmet. Um, I've got Vanderbilt at number 10. Uh, I, I think the black and gold looks good. I think it's a pretty clean helmet. Uh, for Vanderbilt, I mean, personally. We are all over the place on we this. We are all over the place. Number nine, who you got? Ole Miss. And, you know, it, it just it just simply says Ole Miss. So, uh, our color scheme a little bit, but it's just Ole Miss. I got Texas A&M. I don't hate it. I actually kind of like their helmet. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind their helmet. I think it looks okay. I mean, it goes... I'm just used to Texas A&M. At least they don't change it all the time, so I'll say that. Uh, number nine, I've got Mississippi State. Um, they've got cool alternates, but I'm just not a maroon fan. It's hard for me to put a maroon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I had them in the back. But they they pull it off well, though. Um, I don't know. I think I've still got a little a little soft spot for anything that Mike Leach has been involved with. Um, who you got number eight? I took good old Vandy. You know, I, I don't mind – the star in, in the V, uh, it's it's a little different, but it's just Vanderbilt, so I ain't going to put them any higher than that. But they got them stupid anchors. <laughs> <laughs> what are they, a damn pirate oh. ship? <laughs> Daggum. You ain't never seen the ocean in Vanderbilt? They're, they throw that anchor in the Cumberland River. It's right by uh, Nissan Stadium. Yeah. Congratulations, <laughs> Vanderbilt. Congratulations. You can say something about yourselves. Yeah, that's the first top ten ever. Lord. <laughs> um, so now. Is it my turn? Yeah. You're, you're at number eight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mississippi State. I like it. I, well, I, like, I, it, I like how it looks like a flag waving on the side. I've always liked to appreciate that little detail in it. Well, see, we're, we're kind of close right there. And, uh,. I mean that's all I got to say on it, but I do I don't hate the logo actually. A lot of these like from here on out, pretty good helmet. Pretty good helmets. Yeah. So, I've got um, Texas A and M at eight. Uh, I like the ATM look, but it's maroon, so it's it's. I mean I like it, but just put them put them you know mid or something for me. Who you got at seven? At seven, I got Georgia, and it's very similar to what you said. You know. Uh, the color scheme makes it the G a little bit better in pops. Uh, I do like the black G versus something else, but it's it's just a big G on a helmet. Agreed. I got Georgia too. I mean, it's pretty standard. Oh, look at us. It's pretty standard, but I mean, I like the red. I do like the red helmets, you know, and the face mask being red and all that. And the the G looks good. I will say that it looks good. I've got. Florida at number seven. Um, 
this is where it kind of starts getting hard for me personally, just as far yep. as picking them. Yep. Um, I kind of like the helmet with just the F, believe it or not. I know it's Florida, but I just kind of. You know, I forgot about that one. I don't like it either. It looks like it's looks it looks like it's just thrown on there with a sticker. Number six, who you got? I take Arkansas. Uh, it's not a pig; it's a hog. Get it right, oh, but uh, a razorback. I say blue pig, suey. You know, I like mascots and logos on helmets. So, hint, hint okay. for some of the rest, but I took Arkansas there. I got Kentucky. I actually like Kentucky's helmets. I Do think they, I think they look cool. I like the blue and I like that the white. Bird coming out in you. Hey, <laughs> I'm just kidding. They do have Kentucky has good looking helmets. I like the UK actually. I think the basketball court looks good too. I've got Alabama, and the only reason that they're this high for me is just the iconic tradition. That's the only. <laughs> We're talking about I, the I, look. I know, it's just but. A big, Crimson, nothing. I don't know. That's uh, I, I. I'm not a fan, but just I don't know. When you see it, it's just kind of I don't know. There's a lot of tradition there. Who you got at five? I got South Carolina, and it goes right back to Arkansas. I, I like having the school's mascot logo, whatever, on a helmet, as long as they don't go play that stupid rooster sound again and again and again and again. Uh, cocky on the helmet's fine with me. That's Pajans, Missouri. Missouri at five. I, I love Missouri's helmet. I mean, the tiger, it, it looks like it's about to attack you or something. I mean, I am the cat daddy. I do have four cats, so I am the cat daddy. The tiger king. Mm-hmm. 2.0. Different version. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go South Carolina at five. Uh, they do a good right. job at, at hiding that ugly maroon. Exactly. With the black. It was so, good looking it was, helmet. It's great going to South Carolina for the women's tournament when they played Alabama, and literally you couldn't tell the two shirts apart because they were all crimson. <laughs> yeah. like, it's like it's, so many crimson. So golly, yeah. you both would pick a bunch of cocks. I tell you that right <laughs> now. Who you got at number four? Got Tennessee at four, and I'm talking about our traditional power tee white helmet with orange tee. He's already trying to lose the duel. No, uh, no, no, because you told us to pick how we rank these helmets by how they look. Uh, of course, Tennessee's going to be number one in my book, no matter what. But helmet-wise, we have a we have an orange tee on a white helmet. The good thing about it is, is our orange is so unique, nobody else is going to take that from us. Mm-hmm. We're not going to have a crimson helmet or a blue helmet or a red helmet. We have our orange, and it's our orange. You got it for Corbin. The Hogs of Arkansas. I love it. I think it's always looked cool. I've always liked Arkansas's logo. I always liked their helmets. I like Arkansas. I don't have a problem against Arkansas yeah, like at all. Arkansas too. Um, I've got Ole Miss at four. Nice nice helmets, uh, nice alternate helmets. Uh, but I think, kind of going back to the Kentucky thing, I think it would be cool if they brought back that old man or whatever, the, the mm-hmm. Ole Miss logo. That'd be cool. But, what are they, hotty toddies? Land shark? Like, what do they do over there down no Miss? Land shark, hotty toddy. I don't know. Wrecking Lexuses. They're like a midlife crisis. Don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, they're con- Mississippi. That's uh, that's a wild. We drove through there to go to the LSU game, and I was like, this place is like third world. <laughs> like, um, okay, so you got number three. As much as I hate them, I took. Florida Gators at number three. And I like the Gators across the helmet, the the iconic 
fake orange and blue. Uh, I just I like the, the cursive writing on it. I think it looks good. It's a good looking helmet. Auburn. Auburn at three. I, I, I like it. It's sample. I, I, love, I actually love what they do with the top of the helmet with the uh, color scheme going down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The top. From the stripes. top of the head. The stripes, yeah. And then the logo on the side. And plus, that white actually looks looks crisp. It looks always, it's always like glowing, especially in the nighttime. It's, yeah. it's always glowing. I've got LSU at three. Um, I do agree that the Tiger is just kind of odd, just small, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's sharp. I like the colors. I like I like the different top colors. You know, like we said, too many reds and maroons and mm-hmm. stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, give me LSU at three. Well, going with number two, exactly what you just said about LSU, the the, the purple and the gold with a with the tiger and the LSU on the helmet. I, I like it. it would, the, the tiger itself would be a little bit bigger. I think the helmet would be uh, top quality. But going with number two anyway. I've got Alabama. I I love it. Luke said it earlier. I mean, I love the old school so factor. Plain. It's plain, but it's it's Alabama is the last school in football to have that old school tradition with uniforms and helmets, and they will not change, no matter how much the fans fan base begs. What, they will not change. What about whenever Lane comes? You think they'll they'll change it then? Or, you know, if they got like a Lane or I don't I don't think Alabama ever changed. Put an elephant under helmet. I mean, yeah, something. Yeah, you know, because Lane is all about you know the uniforms and stuff I, like that. I'll tell you a funny story real quick here for the podcast. I used to date a chicken. A chicken? A chicken high school. <laughs> and uh, I won't say her name, but I remember one time she was like trying to watch football with me. She's like, I'm a big Alabama Elephants fan. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, Alabama Elephants. That was that was a thing in high school though. It was, it was so good. Everybody was just like wearing Alabama hoodies. And yeah, but, it, the, but she she thought their nickname was the elephants. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like nobody even knows what they really are. It was just the cool thing to do was to pull for Alabama. Got a really bad ex sports story as well. It's pretty embarrassing. That'll come in later on. <laughs> oh hell, we getting canceled? No, no. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> who you got number one? Well, I know who you two have, so. Uh, process of elimination you're talking with your heart because i agree with you but i like the good old missouri tigers as the best looking no helmet with, with, the, with, the, with the power cat on there uh, power uh, get, <laughs> power, cat. power cat tiger damn but uh, <laughs> you know if missouri was relevant the helmet might be intimidating but they're not relevant but uh, you told me to pick the helmets by how they looked and tried to be objective and not think with my tennessee heart so that's how i done it Lord have mercy, son. Lord have mercy. This isn't the duel yet. I'm still I taking know, that belt. To, it, it ain't yeah, the duel. I'm going to have to like reset after this because of putting Tennessee at four. You had Tennessee at four? I did. Lord have We're mercy. We're just talking about how helmets look. So me and Corbin how, agree. How, how the hell, how the hell do you have Tennessee at four? That helmet is so crisp, clean. Oh, beautiful. Yes. Beautiful helmet. Parity. So smooth. Sparkles in the night. The moon shines on it. You see sparkles coming from that son of a bitch. The Power T is the most iconic logo in college sports. Hands so. down. Uh, the you, orange. You, is, you certainly know it's Tennessee. Yeah, it's that color orange. The orange is different. Um, sure, sell it in Texas. There's yeah, there's you know there's the Texas or there's I mean there's plenty of oranges, but there's nothing like 
nothing even comes close to the Tennessee orange color. Um, Pantone 151C is the is the color, by the way. You know, here, here's a question, though. If let's just say that uh, a podcast is going on or or a show going on from other ACC schools, mm-hmm. what do you think they would rank Tennessee's helmet? Not thinking of a Tennessee uh, heart. Well, they probably hate us for one, so they're going to like. It depends on the fan base because if like if you're Bama right now or something. Or, or let's just say like, let's just say a Pac-10 or Pac whatever they're called now. I think most Pac, most of them Pac-12. like them, them bright top colors. Um, yeah. I would I mean I would say definitely top five. I think. Yeah, how would how would a Pac-12 school rank the SEC helmets? I think pretty good. The Big Ten be the one I think that would want, what would not rank as good. But then again, Big Ten helmets, you, most of them's trash, anyways. I mean, I like Michigan's because it's it's like it's like an Alabama, it's yeah, old it's school. Iconic, yeah. Ohio State's got the weed on their helmet. You got Northwestern. I'll say this: Northwestern. It looks it looks odd, but I. Well, my question would be: How would they rank the SEC helmets? Would they put Tennessee in the top two or three, like, like you all did? Or Big Ten? I, I think so. Be a good question. Let's 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 poll the Pac-12 and see if their 12 fans can answer us. Yeah, we'll have to find us a a, a, another podcast to kind of go in with. (laughs) Well, other than call me a homer, but give me that damn power (sighs) T, baby. Give me that power T on that white helmet. So I got a question for you. Okay. Other than the SEC. And other than you being one and me being one, who would me and you put as number two, and who would you put as number one as your f- favorite helmets in all of college football? Ooh, ooh, that's tough. I know my top ones. Mine would be Utah. You like Utah's? I like Utah. Utah looks good. And I like UTEPs. I, you made fun of UTEP <laughs> for like the first five episodes, and like the last two, he's gave him like brownie don't, points. Don't, so don't laugh he's, at me. He's pissed off some UTEP fans, and he's trying to he's trying to help him out. Don't laugh. Now at the miners really did have pretty cool looking helmets. University of Alabama Birmingham. Oh yeah, the damn flaming dragon. Yeah, it's the flaming dragon. I, I liked the helmet. I forgot all about that. Yeah, it's like the green dragon. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I like Michigan's a lot. Um, this is just off. I kind of like West Virginia. I like the colors. West Virginia, that's a good one. You know, what about Wyoming? They got that cowboy. The cowboy, that cowboy using, looks pretty good. Using your all's philosophy of Alabama, why don't you say Penn State? Hey, I love Penn State. I Alabama mid, like right a half, just for tradition. It's certainly not Northern Dame. <laughs> Who's got the worst? Oh, Alabama. <laughs> no, Alabama. No, I, the worst one in college football. Probably Mississippi Valley State, and they're FCS. I do not, yeah. I do not know that helmet right off. I mean, I just can't picture that helmet. Mississippi Valley State. Yeah. They're, they're an FCS college football division one of basketball and baseball. Going back to the best, you got to put Oregon up there because yeah. their colors are, are classic too. You know Oregon when you see it. Oregon drives me insane. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they go back and forth. They look like a John Deere convention half the time, but I, I do like some of their stuff. They need to be sponsored by John Deere. All them <laughs> damn trees up there. Maybe, maybe Wisconsin has a bad one, just a big W on a red it's helmet. Big W, yeah, it's kind of rough. You know what? I like Wisconsin's. Do you? I, 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 I like Wisconsin uniform and helmet. All right. Well, we love our sponsors and can't thank Jacket Painting with Trident HydroClean enough for sponsoring this segment. We'll be right back with the duel. 
Trident HydroClean, your exterior home cleaning professionals, house, roof, driveway, concrete, gutters, and much more. Trident HydroClean, 865-363-8815. They've been in business for five years, and they have a five-star Google rating and a five-star Facebook rating. Call Jacob today. Give your house, driveway, and or patio the care it deserves. 100% satisfaction guarantee. See the difference between a professional and amateur cleaning. That's 865-363-8815. And we're back. Next, we've got the duel presented by Premier Excavation. The spur and the 6.5. We're going to have to... The undefeated. We're going to have to give you a little background on the new nickname, the 6.5. Uh, they're going to battle it out over a few tough questions, and the winner not only gets bragging rights, but they get some Walmart hardware to Ain't drag around nobody beating me for this $20 belt right here. I'm just going to tell you that. Like, Our belt is on the way. Taking it all promise. the way home to Sunbright tonight. It's on the way. Um, all right, so here we go. Question number one. Who's the most underrated Tennessee football player? Of all time. All right, champ, let's hear it. Casey Clawson. The Ice Man. Holy shit. Undefeated against Florida. 4-0 against South Carolina. 3-1 versus Alabama. And he come back and beat number six Miami. 10-6 in the Sugar Bowl. He's awesome on the road. Pretty good pick. Hell of a man. Hell of a man. I'm telling you right here. Pretty good pick. James Little Man Stewart. Okay. 531 career carries at Tennessee. 2,890 yards. 35 rushing touchdowns. You know, 1,028 yards his senior season for 11 touchdowns. He was a first-round draft pick by the Jacksonville Jaguars, where he went on to go over 5,000 yards with them and 48 touchdowns. And he's a great man on and off of the field. 2,581 yards. We got two running backs right now. 2,890. Whatever it is, it does not matter because we got two running backs right now that had like, what, 600 yards. James Willman Stewart is still third all-time at Tennessee with rushing yards and number one Tennessee all-time for rushing touchdowns. He won't won't be for long, though. He won't be for long. Because James Willman Stewart really don't get like a lot of exactly he should absolutely. Um, was he undefeated against Florida? It, it does seem to be like was he answered. undefeated against Florida? Was he three and one against Bama, four and zero against South Carolina? It does seem like he's always the answer to every trivia question, though. James, James Stewart, Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. we still be guessed every single time. All right, number two. Will Danny White go down as the best athletic director in Tennessee history? Hell yes. He absolutely will, especially when we build this metropolis of a city we're fixing to right near Neyland Stadium. Danny White is going to be the hero of Knoxville. I love him. You know, he's not responsible for Tony Vitello, but by God, he brought us Josh Hoppel when nobody thought we were getting Josh Hoppel. And can't wait to see what he does next. He put the damn V-O-L-S. Damn right he did. Back on the damn stadium. By God. He listens to the fans. He does what the fans wants. You know, Knoxville is the place to be. And uh, I, I love Danny White. How can you not? He's got a vision to take this program to the next level, a next level that no college other program 
has going for them at the moment. They have no plans for it. You know who does have a plan for it? The University of Tennessee. And Danny White. Blank check. Write, it, write him whatever he wants. We're going to have something that nobody else has, and we're going to do something that's special. And then teams are going to follow us and copy us like they do everything else, like the orange overalls, because they want to be hip and cool, just like the University of Tennessee. They'll start having a power K or something in Kentucky. Oh, wait. Fuck Kentucky. Number three, which old Tennessee throwback jersey do you want to see make a comeback? I'll let Chimp go again first on this one. We'll see if we're, we're pretty close because I know which one I want. I want the one with the white pants, the white jersey, but has the orange on top of the shoulder pads. Mm, that Condridge, that baby. That thing, that is old school. That's It was a season opener when they, when they debuted it, by the way. Badass damn uniform. There's one right here in this Vols Deep Studios. Black and that's outline. the old school Travis Henry, big numbers, black outline, white jersey, orange numbers, black outline. Love the jersey. Those, those numbers just popped. They were so intimidating whenever coming at you. So you're kissing up to the podcast host because he's got his jersey hanging no, on the I'll wall over know, there. No, I have it wrote down right here. It just happened to be one on the wall. I know how it is. If I had that, if he had that jersey sitting on the wall right now, you look at you would look at that jersey and you'd be like, "That's the one I want right there." Damn right, it's the one I want. It's right there. The black outline is awesome. My, yeah, okay. Imagine the. Oh, sorry, I'll. Imagine the black outline with the dark mode 2021 helmets with the black outline on the white helmet. Oh, yeah, you, you're cooking right there. Yeah, it's, it's hot. Damn, mm-hmm. damn. All right, would you trade Rick Barnes for Bruce Pearl right now? In a heartbeat. In an absolute heartbeat, I'd trade, for, I'd trade Bruce Pearl for Rick Barnes. Uh, you know, when Bruce Pearl was at Tennessee, man, we had the Rocky Top Rowdies. Bruce Pearl dressed as Pat Summit. Bruce Pearl dressed as Pat Summit in a daggum cheerleader outfit, come down and sing Rocky Top for the Lady Vols. I don't see Rick Barnes ever doing that. It was the, uh, Thompson Bowling Arena was rocking when Rick Barnes or when Bruce Pearl was here, and I hope I wish we still had him. You know, I picked Bruce Pearl as my story earlier in the show, but right now is a different scenario. I start him for a different reason. If you go back and listen, Rick Barnes is our damn coach. I'm fully behind him. The fan base is fully behind him. And he's going to win us a damn championship. Doesn't Bruce Pearl have a national championship at Auburn? So you're an Auburn fan. You're going to cheer for (laughs) Auburn over here? I'm not going to cheer for Auburn over him. But if I had to choose between the two coaches, if we still had Bruce Pearl, man, just imagine where Tennessee would be. I I think we would have at least – one to three national championships in college but basketball. But we don't have and Bruce it's Pearl. all because of a daggum barbecue and stupid NCAA not minding their own business. That may be facts. It may be facts. It is straight facts. But, you know, Wick's the coach right now, and you got to be fully behind the coach right now. Do you – if, you, if, you're, never if said, you're not fully behind the I coach – I never said I wasn't behind him. He just asked about a trade right now. I would absolutely oh, trade. Well, if I'd you're take not, Bruce Pro in a heartbeat. So, so if it, it, you it, can't it, say that's a double standard. That's a double standard. If Bruce oh, Pearl I, – I, I won't trade. I mean, I'll trade him right now, but that doesn't mean I'm behind Rick Barnes. Bruce Pearl walks you, into Thompson Bowl Arena and still gets bigger cheers than Rick Barnes. You're throwing a double standard at me. You're throwing a double damn standard at me. I'm just going to tell you that. And unfortunately, right now. it seems like Bruce Pearl always beats Rick Barnes when he's at Thompson Bowling Arena. No, he doesn't. 
I was there for a win. A win? I was there for two losses. <laughs> don't so you, don't you be throwing Tennessee under the bus, Sophie. I'm just going to tell you this right now. I'll tell you this right now. You for, have, for the record, I still love regular season Rick. Oh, so you're going to call him regular season Rick. <laughs> this is the so duel, baby. So that's how it's going to be. This is the duel. I'm coming after that. That's how it's going to be. Regular season Rick. Got all the conference award. Regular season Rick's going to show your ass something this coming season when we whoop everybody's ass and win that damn championship in basketball. Uh, you know, and I, if you I don't have no damn confidence in him, then get off this damn show. I'm I hope he does. This one's going to be so hard. Uh, which Tennessee football player goes first in the 2024 NFL draft? You want me to go first? Sure, go ahead. I got three players. Now you get one. It don't matter. I get three. <laughs> the, the champ all, does what he wants. <laughs> the champ does what the hell he wants to do around this damn bitch. I got Joe Milton. It's Joe effing Milton. Joe Milton is going first round. And you know what? He's not the only one going. Boo McCoy and Deontay Thornton. Because you know what? They got the damn rocket coming to them. Joe Milton's going to be your first pick from the Tennessee Vols that goes in the NFL draft this year, uh, simply because he's got the NFL arm. Uh, man, he's going to—he is the remake of Cam Newton, only better. Uh, he can throw the ball eighty-five yards easily if he wants to. Every NFL team is going to want him, and he's going to show out this year. And my second pick, since you got three, Aaron Beasley's going to go in the top fifteen picks this season. Without a doubt. He could have went last year. He's going to go this year. You ain't got a third pick? You ain't going to like it level the, up with the me The question there? was for one. I gave you two. I gave you, you three. You just try to take you three because you're trying to keep this damn belt and I'm fixing to take home with me. You ain't taking no oh, damn belt. This one is hard, I am dude. telling you. I am telling you right now. Joe Milton is the fucking man. And that is no shit about it. I, I don't disagree with you out there. Joe Milton's going to be your first pick. What, but Bruce Pearl would have won two national championships by now if he'd what, still be at Tennessee. What, what pick does he go in the NFL draft this year? I, I look for him to go about number eight. Number eight. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. He'll go about number six. No, we're not too far off on that. Because the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to tank with Trevor Lawrence. And when they tank with Trevor Lawrence, they're going to be about the sixth pick. And that's not his prediction. That's a damn spoiler. You, you know who's going to tank? That's a damn Tennessee Titans. And Malik Willis isn't the answer. Could you imagine Joe Milton in that new stadium in Nashville? You guys, the Titans ain't taking shit this year. The, the Titans are going to tank. If the they Titans. can get an offensive line, then they can do whatever the hell they want. If, if they can get an offensive line, meaning they don't have one right now. They don't have an offensive line worth of shit. You talk shit about fucking Ryan Tannehill over here. Ryan Tannehill is one of the best Titans quarterbacks to ever play I, the I damn love game. Ryan Tannehill. I didn't say a word about Ryan Tannehill. Get, you two always get But Malik Willis is garbage. Brother. Ryan Tannehill, you, I've heard you say something about him before. You have not. I Spank love Ryan said Tannehill. something about him before. Spank might have said, I'm not Spank. And I'm telling you right Spank's now. Spank's a damn Florida Ryan, fan, I believe. Everybody wants shit on Ryan Tannehill, and I'll tell you right now, Ryan Tannehill is the man I for the Titans. I love Ryan Tannehill. I agree 100%. Derek, I'm just afraid that this new GM is going to start Malik Willis about week 13 or 14 just to see what we got because we're out of the playoffs and it's not going to go well. It ain't again. going to happen like that. They're not going to pay Ryan Tannehill again. And golly, wouldn't it be awesome if Joe Milton gets drafted about six or seven to the Tennessee Titans? They won't take him anyway. They had their opportunity. We could have taken a hooker. We sure could have. 
God, it still makes me sick. I have. Can I flip a coin for this, or do I got to pick? You got to pick. You got to no, pick. No, no, this is tough. I think the only thing that I don't agree with, and Spur, you're going to hate me, is, is <laughs> trading Bruce Pearl for Rick Barnes. I think it's the only thing. That I you can just can't do it. You, and he called him regular season Rick. And he did say that. I will <laughs> never say that on here. That was the toughest one I've had to do. Because the jerseys, I agree both. I, I love the black, but I like mm-hmm. the old Condridge too. The James Stewart, that's so true. But, I mean, it is true about Casey. I was like down the – that's the only thing I can think of that I didn't agree on. Damn. I'm sorry, Spur. He's, he's never going to come back. Uh, that was a regular was, on this show. Spank, I'm trying for you, brother. I will tell you this. Whether it's Spur or it's the damn Spank, next week, 42-day celebration as champion. We're going to have a little party in this little thing right here. 42 days as champion. We're going to do a little celebration over here. It's very so mad. Drew McIntyre is better than Dolph Ziggler. Thank you to Premier Excavation for uh, presenting the duel. We'll be right back. Do you have dreams about what your property could be? Whether it's driveways, ponds, septic, new home construction, or even forestry mulching, let us earn your business and make your property dreams come true. Call Premier Excavation at 865-766-9408. You can also find us on Facebook or Instagram. Thank you for supporting small businesses that support you. Again, that's Premier Excavation at 865-766-9408. And we're back. Next, we've got the Jersey Countdown slash Keys of the Game. Keys of the Game, we'll do that when football season starts. Um, So we're officially under 100 days until football's back. Um, We're currently at 66. Let's. Uh, th- this segment is presented by D and M Fencing. Let's. Uh, let's start at number seventy-two because that's where we started or stopped last time. I've got. Actually, y'all go first. Go ahead. Yeah. Either one of you. Not been a whole lot to wear in number seventy-two. I can find. I look. The very first player to wear seventy-two was back in nineteen thirty-seven to thirty-nine. Uh, George Cafago, uh, mm-hmm. from Whitby, West Virginia. Uh, he played for Robert Nealon as a quarterback, fullback, and halfback in that single wing offense. I had the same person just because it's very limited. He was also a two-time All-American, a college football Hall of Famer. In 1969, he was inducted and a Heisman Trophy finalist. That's who I had as well, but I'm gonna, I am gonna—I figured that might be the one you all picked. So I'm going to throw a shout-out to number 72, Addison Nichols. Uh, there you go. Yeah, come on the podcast, redshirt freshman, guard or center, um, like the number four offensive lineman in his class. So, okay, Spur, who do you got at number 71? I took the 2002 draft pick to the Washington Redskins to tackle Reggie Coleman. Okay. I took uh, Dylan Wiseman. Good deal. I took Darius McCord, team captain, 1954, All-American, played tackle on both sides of the ball. Um, also had a 13 NFL career with uh, with the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Uh, who you got number 70? I took offensive lineman uh, Jawan James. He wore it between 2010 and 2013. He 
Also played for Denver Broncos, a first-round draft pick by Miami in 2014, and was on the All-Pro uh, All-Rookie team. Had the same. Yep, same here too. Um, All SEC <sighs> Outland, Outland Trophy watch list. Um, started all 49 games of his college career and held records for starts uh, in the games he played. First round draft pick, 19th overall, and that that starting you know record kind of transitioned to the NFL because he started in um, every game he played in, in the mm-hmm. NFL. So um, number 69. Yeah, surprisingly, there was not many 69s. It's, it's very been weird. At Tennessee, it's kind of weird. So I just we need I a just, we need a Billy Bob. We do. I just you know they they they've changed 69 to 96 now. So uh, inflation, the cost of eating else went up. <laughs> so I took <laughs> I took the very first one everywhere number 69, Alan Chandler. He wore it back in 1942. Dang spur. All right, go ahead, Corbin. Alan Carson. I took him just because he made a quote one time. And I bring a quote out every week. And it, yep. this, this week was the hardest time to find a quote because I couldn't find a quote for no number. But he said, he's, and this is not a good one, but he said, I chose the number 69 because it's so close to the number 9, which means you're close to the number 10. And that symbolizes hard work and dedication to be on top. <laughs> and that was his quote. I done the same thing as Spur. I, I went with uh, Alan Chandler. Um, just he was the number or the first Tennessee Vol to, to wear it in nineteen forty two. Um sixty eight. Former Green Bay Packard offensive lineman Bruce Wilkerson. Damn it. Also Spur. won. You, are we taking the same thing? We've done the we, same research. We uh, we have. Well he Yeah, pretty much sixty eight from A U T from eighty three to eighty six. Two time all SEC Super Bowl champion. He had that block in the sugar bowl in nineteen eighty six. I bet we done it again on the next one too. Drafted in the second round with the Raiders, twelve seasons in the NFL, Super Bowl champion, Bruce Wilkerson. I'm going first this time. Yeah, guarantee was the same one. <laughs> Number sixty-seven. I went with Ted Daffer. Same. No, it is not. All right, that's what I'm talking about. Um, maybe that's what. Maybe that's the damn. Maybe that's what they go with. <laughs> defensive lineman, 1950, 1951 national champion. Two-time All-American. I went with Chad Clifton. Chad Clifton, a second-round pick to the Green Bay Packers and a two-time Pro Bowler and a Super Bowl champion. He played in 165 NFL games, 160 starts between 2000 and 2011. I went with Clade Graven. He was the first player to ever wear it. Number 66, I'm going to go Dane Davis, um, current player, redshirt senior, 6'7", 325 pounds. Bluff City, Tennessee. Give a big shout out to him. I took way back in 1966 to 1968, Rick Marino, who is the third cousin of quarterback Dan Marino. Look it up if you don't believe me. That's very cool. Got it off of a Richard G. West Twitter. <laughs> Corbin, I took Corey Sullins, offensive lineman. Uh, played alongside alongside his brother Cody. He uh, helped Montoya Hardesty, Hardesty gain 1,345 yards in 2009. It's a good pick. Um, I was I was tempted to put him. I was trying to think outside of the box a little bit. Um, but Dan big, Marino's third cousin. <laughs> played for Tennessee. Rick Marino. 
Soon as I, I was really believing you till you said Richard G. Was. Uh, big thank you to DM Fence Company for sponsoring that segment. Next, we're going to play our interview with uh, Tennessee guard Javante Spragans. Going to have a big year this year. It's going to be a big interview, too. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm here with Javante Spragans, uh, six foot three, 325 pounds. Um, SEC Offensive Lineman of the Week honors last year versus Florida. SEC academic honor roll, played in 32 games with 25 starts for the Volunteers. The Zookeeper, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good. How you doing today? Doing good, man. Um, so tell us kind of kind of what happened with the the Zookeeper name to start us off. <laughs> uh, it started off uh, kind of beginning of the season last year. Uh, we got on a, a win streak early on, and um, Basically, man, one of the guys, I mean, one of the fans texted me on Instagram. They basically said, uh, hey, man, we got this large stuffed animal upon his team. We want to present it to you after the game type stuff. Just they love the way I play it and stuff. They always see me on the sideline giving juice and energy. So they just they just made that a thing. And it's been it continued uh, throughout the season. So it's just, it's just something that I really appreciate it. And uh, just was glad to be a part of, actually. So. Just something that got started over time. I I loved it, man. Uh, of course, it, obviously it's funny, but um, yeah, I, I just I just love seeing you smiling and and toting around them them stuffed animals, you know, from from the other fan bases. So um, we got to get keep that going, though. We've got to get a bulldog this year. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we get one for sure. Yeah, yeah, we got got to get a bulldog. Um, so a lot of big games last year. Um, which one was your favorite? You know, Alabama, Florida, LSU, Clemson. All of them, bro. I ain't All gonna say every game I played, I enjoyed, it. and I I had a great time with my teammates, just going out there and giving my all for them and for what we tried to accomplish in the end. Yeah, it's 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 hard to top any of them. We we went to to every one of the ones that we mentioned, and uh, of course, Alabama was super special, but. Even LSU, I mean, just seeing seeing the takeover down there, um, that was that was just awesome. Even the LSU fans, they was they was talking to me and just like bragging on, you know, how awesome our fan base was. Um, so yeah, it's hard it's hard to to point one out. Come in 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 twenty twenty, made an immediate impact. Um, you started against Florida as a true freshman. Um, played in other eight games, ninety one snaps didn't allow a single sack, didn't even allow a pressure. Um, I know I'm thankful. I know all Tennessee fans are thankful that you you stuck with us. Um, so what what's the big difference between, you know, the, the culture in 2020 versus kind of how the culture is now under Coach Hoppel and his staff? Um, it kind of just grew over time. I know a lot of guys were in a position where they couldn't play or they wanted to play at a different place because the opportunities they they have here wasn't like foreseen enough for them to stay and do what they wanted to do. So I didn't really belittle those guys. I actually commend um, those guys because really to be a man and step up and say, hey, I need to put myself in a better position or I need to do more, you know, for them to do that is uh, it's a lot to do. And uh, I respect that. And a lot of guys didn't, didn't finish – with me, but I'm glad that they got an opportunity to continue 
to shine at a higher light and at least get an opportunity to go to that next level. Like what I'm trying to do here, as right. far as me, but just in general, over time, uh, the culture, man, it, it, it has grown and it has become what it's supposed to be. Like if we are, we're never going to say that we're already at the top or whatever, as far as, oh, we're, we're, tend to see how we're supposed to be because every day we're building, we're trying to grow and we're trying to be better than the last day. So that's all. It's a, it's a growing culture, man. It's going to continue to grow. And with the guys that's coming in, and especially with the guys that's here leading and showing those guys that's coming in, it's going to be a continuing cycle for us. And we're going to continue to keep this ball rolling. Yeah, there's definitely, a, you know, like a brotherhood or, or something that, you know, that's kind of – or that was missing that, you know. Like I know – I know Hop, you know, kind of got a lot of heat when when he come in and y'all was playing um, like dodgeball and and soft, you know, baseball and stuff like that, wiffle ball, and I I liked it because I was like, man, this is kind of you know, this is kind of what builds a team, you know. I asked Addison Nichols, so I have to ask you, um, who hits the hardest on the ten- Tennessee defensive line? Who hits the hardest? Uh- I don't think it's a question of who had the hardest. I think it's a question of who's probably the toughest to manage. <laughs> and if he, if he, as smart as I think he is, he probably would have said a guy like Elijah Simmons or something. He he did say Elijah Simmons, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big man, he a load, bro. I just and uh, that's a guy, man. I really appreciate for real because I know he every day he coming there, he coming to work, and he coming to get better. And uh, man, that's one hell of a guy. If I'm to, if I'm a, <laughs> if I'm able to say, but oh yeah, you can. Uh, that guy, man, I can I couldn't say nothing wrong about Elijah Simmons, man. That's that's one hell of a guy, and I, I'm just glad I get to get that going. There and and at least to hear, to hear him every day, man. That's that's one that's one guy to look out for this year, Elijah Simmons. Yeah, he's battled some injuries, you know, throughout his career. So I'm hoping. I'm hoping he can, you know, be 100% because I'm I'm fired up to see him. I mean, he's 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 a beast, man. Oh yeah, that's uh, my brother. Yeah, I, I would like to. Can can you out sing him or anything like that? <laughs> I got a little tone in me, but dog, dude, dude got that Luther Vandross, that Anthony Hamilton going on. <laughs> I, I've seen a little a little video, but. When I heard him sing the national anthem, I was like, "Okay, this dude's really like." Yeah, you he know. got some. He got some in the tank for real. Dude is pretty good. Yeah, he, he's very, very good. Um, so what? What's Coach Ellerby Ellerby like? Oh uh, man, I can't say nothing too wrong about Coach Ellerby. Uh, pretty sure all players had their ups and downs with their coaches because, hey, it's college football. It's it's, a, it's kind of one of the most nerve breaking parts of an athlete's life if you get through this part. Um. And from what I can say, man, he's he's also one hell of a guy, man. Great coach, awesome human being, and uh, he just expects greatness from the guys that he teaches because that's all he knows. And um, man, I appreciate him. I'm glad he coached me, man. And uh, I couldn't have it no other way, dog. Like, for, I wish I could have four years with him, five years, but I'm glad I got to have these three. But hopefully. Everything go good, so I can get out here and show the next level what he taught me and what I can bring to the table, you know, for the next um, for the next team. 
yeah, he's, he seems pretty. I got to meet him one time. He seems pretty, pretty genuine. You know, like what you see is, you know, what you're gonna get. Yeah, pretty genuine for sure. He off the rip, one hundred. He gonna be one hundred with you. So that's that's what I respect the most. I, he ain't gonna sit up there and tell you no shit that that you wouldn't wouldn't already like understand. Right. I'll tell you the real. So what are uh obviously you've got you've got NFL plans. Um no doubt in my mind that that, that you can make that happen. Um as far as like aside from from foot you know, NFL, what what are your plans after football? As far as plans after football, man, uh or wild football or whatever's going on. I'm just trying to really finish finish with a successful like with a really successful career. I wanna have everybody around me being successful and achieving goals that they want to. Don't want to be uh, in a dull area in my life. Basically, just want to take steps every day, no matter what it is. What, while I'm still young, when I get older, um, really, why, why, really, when I get the opportunity, and hopefully I do, to blossom in the league, or uh, I just want to really grow my my wealth and be able to be able to withstand the the, the test of time or whatnot, and and you know teach my family or my or really my peers or any any other youth that as a as a kid it, it that's where it starts that you can really like become something and and, and it isn't hard just just focus on it because time goes by fast and uh with me man i just want to be able to say say i had a great life so yeah i, I love that answer um I, I really do love that answer. What can Tennessee fans, you know, we're like, I think we're at 69 days now um, when we're doing this anyway. So football's right around the corner. What can Tennessee fans expect out of number 76, Javante Spragans this this season? Man, it's expect a, a super dominant, a super dominant animal, man, on the field, like, Expect to see number 76 flying through gaps, trying to pin guys through the ground and really just being the best team that he could be to to win this national championship this year. I love it. I love it. Every, everyone that uh, – every player I've got to interview so far has mentioned a, mentioned a championship. Uh, I love the mindset, brother. That's, that's, that's what it is. That's an everyday thing. I wake up, I think about trophies, man. <laughs> I'm trying to win, man. I, I, all the work we put in, man, it's, it's it's really like it's it's draining to the body, but it's for a reason. We sit up here and do these things for not only just a piece of hardware, but the satisfaction of knowing you worked hard for something. Yeah, there's so. something that something that you know it gives you, you know, inside that nobody can ever you know take away from you. Yeah, definitely. All right, man. Well, uh, I really do appreciate you coming on and, and spending some time with me. Well, I appreciate you for having me, man. I'd do it again if I could. <laughs> ZNN Concrete are the professionals you need to call for all of your concrete finishing needs. Driveways, sidewalks, curbs, garage pads, footers, and much more. They can do it all. No job is too big. No job is too small. Give ZNN Concrete a call today. 
6176 residential or commercial that's Z and N concrete 865-360-6176 right, and we're back next we've got Florida Alabama Georgia or other presented by CND Tire and Oak Ridge I'll pick five crazy stories and then Corbin and the Spur are gonna guess which state that it happened in from the headline uh First, we've got man tries to marry computer. Man tries to marry computer. Smart man that can't talk back to him. Uh, Siri? Screw Siri. <laughs> She's a bitch. <laughs> you, you, if you'd have said, like, sister or brother or something, I could have went with Alabama, but, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think maybe Silicon Valley in California. So I'm going to go other. Oh, damn. He throws the others out there quite a bit. Uh, I'm going to have to go with, uh, we have started off hot. It's got to be Alabama. A bunch of dumb people down there. Blunt County, Alabama. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Mark Seavers made national headlines filing several federal lawsuits regarding his desire to marry a computer. He also says he's on a mission to preserve the integrity of the Constitution. Truth be told, it's probably legal in California. It probably is. He uh, he says it had the computer has female-like features. It's not an object. Bless his heart. I mean, if it's like an Apple computer, like like this one, I could kind of understand where he's coming from because they are pretty expensive, but. <laughs> Weird people, man. All right. If it, if it crashes, is he a widow? <laughs> Life insurance policy. Uh, all right. Second story. Woman assaults flight attendants, travelers, and police officers by spraying them with a fire extinguisher. I'm going to say Florida. Atlanta, Georgia, and that's crazy airport. Atlanta, Georgia. Jennifer Holder ah. dined and dashed at Buffalo Wild Wings inside the airport when she was confronted by airport workers. Workers, she said someone already paid for her meal. Um, she then grabs a fire extinguisher and starts spraying airport security and innocent passengers. Uh, <laughs> after multiple workers were sprayed, Tons of innocent civilians sprayed. Multiple police officers sprayed. They finally got her down on the ground, uh, and she continued to be combative, spitting and kicking at officers. Um, she was charged with obstruction, obstructing law enforcement, two counts of assault, and three counts of battery. The video is pretty wild, too. If you ever watch, she's just paid for her chicken wings. She sounds wild and crazy. Sounds like a good time, man. I think she had more than wings at the B-dubs. Man vandalizes property in attempt to get a security job. Other. That sounds like Florida to me. <laughs> a Florida man, <laughs> David Proudfoot, dressed up as a Disney World employee mm -hmm. and proceeded, proceeded to remove several expensive decorative pieces Included R2-D2 replica from its place at the Swan Reserve, um, a hotel on the property in o Orlando. 
All told, he moved both the statue and an arcade game, among other things, other several incidents on Disney property. Um, he applied for a position as a security guard, and he intended to prove his worth by revealing holes in Disney's <laughs> security system. Um, an actual security guard noticed Proudfoot's suspicious behavior as he pushed a cart away with replica statues. Um, they proceeded to identify him as David Rogers, the Disney employee. Eventually, the security found uh, Proudfoot's ID, and he admitted to taking the $10,000 statue, but claimed he was not going to take the item off the property. Um, he was previ previously charged with stealing about 15000 from a Baltimore County school system <laughs> during his time as an elementary school principal. Uh, the incident happened in 2014. Uh, he was charged with third-degree grand theft, obstruction, uh, and scheming to defraud charges. Glad to know Disney's doing their background checks. Yeah. <laughs> Tell him to take grand theft auto a little easy. Can't believe you didn't get that one right, Corbin. This one, y'all, y'all cheating the system over here. I'm this one might you. be my favorite. Hot dog stand robber shoots his own dick. <laughs> Say that one more time. Hot dog stand robber shoots his own dick. So he was robbing weenies and shot his own weenie. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, going with Coney Island, New York. Other. I'm gonna say this happened over towards. Middle United States over other. A robber in Chicago faced the oh, ultimate punishment when That's he shot city. his own dick. <laughs> 19 year old Terion Pouncey held up a hot dog stand with a gun in the West Pullman neighborhood on the city's south side. After snatching the cash, he made a break for it and his gun accidentally discharged. In his junk. Uh, <laughs> the unlucky <laughs> unlucky robber was taken to Christ Medical Center. Uh, he was arrested. He um, joins uh, a good class of people, you know, from like 21 Jump Street, that type of stuff. Uh, they take them Chicago dogs in Chicago uh, pretty serious. They're supposed to have good hot dogs, ain't they? Yes. Uh, he'll just transition. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Man robs bank. With his own birth certificate. Man robs bank with his own birth certificate. It's Alabama. Alabama. I would go with Florida on this one. Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> Man admitted to a highly unusual bank robbery, ro robbery. One that saw him scribble a demand note on the back of his own birth certificate. All while wearing a court-ordered ankle monitor. Um, that confirmed his presence at the scene. Michael Conley Lloyd pleaded guilty before U.S. Chief uh, Judge to, to one count of bank robbery in connection with the 2021 robbery. Uh, prosecutors said Lloyd entered the Bank of America and approached the teller, and then he passed a note demanding cash. Give your money now. Don't say anything. I have a partner outside. Authorities said the note was written in pink highlighter on the back of Lloyd's birth certificate. Shortly, shortly after, Lloyd fled the scene in the black Dodge Ram pickup truck. Uh, police swiftly located 
Lloyd at a nearby mobile trailer park. He later confessed. Of course. <laughs> he later confessed to robbing the Bank of America. Investigators learned later Lloyd had been wearing a court-ordered ankle monitor as a part of the state supervised release. The vice uh, obviously placed him at the scene. But under questioning following the arrest, Lloyd said he orchestrated the bank robbery to prove a point to his girlfriend. And he also said that uh, he threw the cash out the window, but he was um, <laughs> on his way back to the trailer park. But 20 years in prison and a $250,000 fine. What you Where, do for love. Where do they find these people? I guarantee you I can rob that damn bank. These people recreate. I mean, you know the score's three to two. Do I would a belt for this? I don't have a belt, no. man. I don't have a belt. You don't get no belt. You and you ain't getting no belt no time soon. <laughs> Thank you to our great friend Zach at CND Tire in Oak Ridge for letting us do this fun segment. We'll be right back to close out I the show. Bought my tires from them. Good stuff. Hey y'all, it's the Vol Daddy. The CND Tire Pros are your go-to experts for nearly all of your vehicle needs. Located in the heart of Oak Ridge at 164 Fairbanks Road, they've got a 4.8 out of 5 star rating and that's very hard to do in the tire business. Tire installation, wheel alignment, wheel balancing, tire rotation, tire repair, brake changes, oil changes, hell, they'll even paint your back porch. I've known Zach since he was in diapers. We went to church together, we went to school together, we played football together. And he's been changing tires since he's been in diapers. Give them a call today, 865-483-7455. Like them on Facebook, that's C&D Tire, 865-483-7455. And we're back, we're going to close out today's segment. Did y'all have fun? Had a blast. Yeah, I had fun. I had a great time, I always do. I know, I know, Spanky. He's he's probably like glad that he didn't come get that that butt whoop. He's still doing paces around the building right now. He's on he's on lap three and a half. How does Spanky doing these duels? Spanky, I'm bringing it, and you know he's like you, trash. Did Spanky won what? Did he win the first one? Spanky, uh-huh. I let him win the first one, make but, him feel good about yeah. himself. That way, I can come back and win every week. I'm gonna challenge Spanky sometime. We're going to get another mic. Get another mic. Yeah, I had fun. I uh, liked the Jafon Tess Spraggins interview. That was very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a good one. Um, Thank you to all the players that comes on this podcast. Thank you to all the sponsors and all the people that tunes in week we after week. monster coming next week. A, a real good one. Not going to give us any hints? It's former player. Awesome. Legend. I'll say that. Oh, I'm a great player. James Lovett Stewart. All right. <laughs> no. But uh, all right. Well, thank y'all for watching, and uh, we'll see y'all, God willing, episode eight. Go Vols. Hold up. Oh. Like, share, mm-hmm. subscribe, follow, everything. We need everybody involved in this. Let's keep this train rolling over here. I agree. All right. Thank y'all.